Chapter 24 of the Ontario Reader's Third Book by the Ontario Ministry of Education. Read for LibriVox.org by Tricia G. The Argonauts by John Waugh. Now, when the building of the ship Argo was finished, the fifty heroes came to look upon her, and joy filled their hearts. Surely, said they, this is the greatest ship that ever sailed the sea. So eager were they to make trial of the long oars that some, leaping on the shoulders of their comrades and grasping the shrouds, clambered over the bulwarks upon the thwarts and drew the rest in after them. Orpheus, upon the mighty shoulders of Jason, the leader of the expedition, seized hold of the arm of the azure-eyed goddess, the figurehead of the ship, and, as he climbed on board, her whisper reached his ear, Orpheus, sing me something. This was the song. How sweet upon the surge to ride, and leap from wave to wave, while oars flash fast above the tide, and lordly tempests rave. How sweet it is across the main, in wonderland to roam, to win rich treasure, endless fame, and earn a welcome home. Then the good ship Argo stirred in all her timbers, and longing for the restless sea came upon her, and she rushed headlong down the grooves until the lips of the goddess tasted the salt sea spray. Many a day they sailed through laughing seas, and ever they spoke together of the glory of the golden fleece which they hoped to bring home from far-off Colchis. When they were come to the land of Colchis, King Aetes summoned them to his palace. Beside him was seated his daughter, the beautiful witch-maiden Medea. She looked upon the Greeks and upon Jason, fairest and noblest of them all, and her spirit leaped forth to meet his. And knowing what lay before them, surely, she thought, it were an evil thing that men so bold and comely should perish. When Jason demanded the golden fleece, the rage of the king rushed up like a whirlwind, but he curbed his speech and spake a fair word. Choose ye now him who is boldest among you, and let him perform the labors I shall set. That night Medea stole from the palace to warn the hero of the toils and dangers that awaited him, to tame a span of brazen-footed fire-breathing bulls, with them to plough four acres of unbroken land in the field of Ares, to sow the tilth with serpent's teeth, to slay its crop of warriors, to cross a river and climb a lofty wall, to snatch the fleece from a tree round which lay coiled the sleepless dragon. How can these things be accomplished, and that before the setting of another sun? But Jason used flattering words, singing the song of Chiron. No river so deep but an arm may swim, no wall so steep but a foot may climb, no dragon so dread but a sword may slay, no fiend so fierce but your charms may stay. Medea, seeing he knew not fear, gave him a magic ointment which should give him strength of seven men and protect him from fire and steel. All the people assembled at sunrise in the field of Ares. When the fire-breathing bulls saw Jason standing in the middle of the field, fury shot from their eyes. Fierce was their onset, and the multitude waited breathless to see what the end would be. As the bulls came on with lowered heads and tails in air, Jason leaped nimbly to one side, and the monsters shot past him with bellowings that shook the earth. They turned, and Jason poised for the leap. As they passed a second time, he grasped the nearest by the horn and lightly vaulted upon its back. The bull, unused to the burden, 
sank cowering to the ground. Jason patted its neck, caressing it, and gladly it shared the yoke with its fellow. When the ground was ploughed and sown with the teeth of the serpent, a thousand warriors sprang full-armed from the brown earth. Then King Aetes greatly rejoiced, but Medea, trembling at the sight, laid a spell upon them that they might not clearly distinguish friend from foe. One among them came forth, and Jason advanced to meet him, walking with a halt. His adversary laughed aloud, but Jason with a mighty bound sprang upon the shoulders of his enemy and bore him helmetless to the ground. The hero quickly replaced the fallen helmet with his own, giving a golden helmet for a brazen. The other rose and fled back among his fellows, who, thinking it was Jason come among them, fell upon and slew him, and strove with each other for the golden helmet, until all were slain but one who, wounded unto death, rose up from the fray and shouting victory, sank upon knee and elbow never to rise again. The rest of the task was quickly accomplished, for Medea, by her spells, cast a deep sleep upon the dragon. So the golden fleece was won, and brought once more to Iolcus, with a prize still more precious, for Jason bore home with him Medea, the beautiful witch-maiden, who became his bride and ruled with him, let us hope, many happy years. In the elder days of art, builders wrought with greatest care each minute and unseen part, for the gods see everywhere. Let us do our work as well, both the unseen and the seen. Make the house where gods may dwell beautiful, entire, and clean. Longfellow. End of section 24. This recording is in the public domain.